Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I am so happy to be here today talking conversations about death with my dear, dear friend and wonderful guest, Joanna Lipsy. Jo is a, just such a beautiful human. She's she's led an incredible life, traveled extensively, raised a beautiful family, living multi-generationally, and is just a natural born advocate, caregiver, and I would say healer. She'll be the first to tell you that she's an eclectic, self-taught, life-taught being with no official papers, although she is technically a certified death doula on paper. She certainly doesn't toe any line, though. She takes her own stance on that role, and she is so open to the conversations that she feels are most important and beneficial for people to really be having around death. As she says, there are two things in this world that are inevitable, birth and death. So let's stop treating death as a taboo topic and start to embrace it, which is what we're about to do together here today. Jojo, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the show, love. Well, thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I'm very, I'm, I'm actually quite excited and giggling. <laughs> so unusual for us, I know. We'll try and oh, keep absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, well, that's the I... opening to get, sorry. <laughs> Okay, no go worries. Ahead. No worries. We're going to be giggling all over each other the whole show. Sorry guys, it's just the way we roll. You know, I'm it's a it's kind of a weird topic to be excited about in some ways, I guess, but I'm really excited about it. You know, I've watched you I've watched you care for your parents over the years uh, and I've watched how you prepared for and handled your mom's recent passing and I think that the more we can normalize conversations about death and and just shift in general so we're maybe less afraid or resistant to talking about it, the better. And, you know, let's just start off with something real simple and easy. I don't know that everybody out there knows what a death doula is. It's it's fairly recent, I would say. What's a death doula, Jojo? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm, still think- I'm still figuring it out. Um, really what it is, is it's, it's, um, a, a death or an end of life, uh, coach. It's a person that can help you, um, look at how you wish to exit the world, uh, be an advocate for you. Um, there's all kinds of different, um, things help with the family, but really, um, uh, it's just, uh, Somebody can open up and help you talk about how you wish to die um, mm. and help you on that path and process. Um, that's what I take from it. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody would take something very different from it. Um, as you mm-hmm. say, I think outside of the uh, general boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to actually dive into that because I think that there's there's a lot there to explore and there's some some really important and beneficial ways that we're not necessarily inspired or taught to think about this. And so I'm, I'm inspired and excited to get into a little bit of that today. You know, on a personal note, I love how you say <laughs> these two things are inevitable, birth and death. And I may cry a little bit, but I, um, I love that I'm having this conversation with you, especially because you were such an important person in in my experience of birthing 
children into the world. And so my birthing experiences were definitely outside the box. And many decades ago, where it was like really outside the box. And I had such a strong advocate in you, right? I had such a strong friend and support person. And I had, I mean, those are the best experiences of my life. And they set the stage for my whole family, which, uh, you know, I love so much and appreciate so much. And, and why wouldn't we afford ourselves that same opportunity and experience for the exit as the entrance? I mean, it's just so meaningful and so special. I cannot wait to dive into all of this with you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Shall we take our short break now so we can just roll without interruption? That's I think me. so. I think so. All right, my dear. Let's go ahead and do that. We'll take our short break now so we can learn why conversations about death actually serve to enhance all the days of our lives right now. When we get back, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Joanna Lipsy about conversations about death. All right, beautiful Joe. So, <laughs> like, yeah, outside the box, death doula. How do we exit? <laughs> Birth and death are inevitable. Like, what actually really inspired you? What was the defining moment that inspired you towards becoming a death doula, regardless of what you've taken away and how you're rolling with it now? Well, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I sort of, uh, I came into this world um, in death. Um, they had to bring me back um, when I was born. Um, and I've had many, many experiences. But what really set me off on this path was a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, who uh, was uh, in the processes of dying, and uh, and suddenly, I just felt that um, he needed an advocate. Um, he needed somebody to help him because he he had nobody that was accepting the fact that that's uh, that it was his end of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a caregiver to two elderly parents, you know, I, we talk about death a lot. It, in my family, it was something that was talked about. Um, and I think he really made me um, get this wonderful sense that this could be something that we could embrace together and and he could hopefully exit in a in a um, a gentle, peaceful, and accepting way rather than being scared. Hmm. Oh, how beautiful. I love, well, can I say I love? I can say I love. I love that <laughs> you're doing this now. And this is how you started. I was born in death and had to be resuscitated. How incredible. Oh my goodness. Um, so you grew up in a space and around people where it was normal to talk about death. It's okay. You're having these conversations. In, 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 in one sense, yes. Um, okay. Uh, it was, uh, you'd have the conversations. They weren't sort of uh, given to you, but if we asked about it, it was talked about. Um, uh, I mean, one of the strangest experiences I did have was uh, when my 
parents about five or six years ago before my mother died um <laughs> asked mm. me if they could practice being dead <laughs> of course they did and oh, would I, I go love through all, would I go through all the things that would have to be done so that and I'm sitting there going this is my father controlling his death um but then I looked at it and I sat back and said you know what this is actually a wonderful experience for all of us to do together because yeah. What they wanted, um, and I said, what they wanted was to to know that when they left the world, or when they died, or whatever one feels happens, um, it was their choices in the way that they wished to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's really something to that, isn't there? I mean, it's it's going to happen. We don't know when or or where or, or how and all those things and we we i think most of us hope that it goes in what we consider a natural order the older ones first right <laughs> having lived a long and happy yeah. life hopefully i mean i think we all yeah. share that sort of preference uh however not knowing i can't imagine what that would feel like when someone you love and care for and are responsible for uh in death dies and you don't know their wishes you don't know what they wanted. You don't know what then has to be done. It's kind of, I'm, I'm going to keep referencing back to birth because I have more birth experience than death experience. But, <laughs> but it reminds you me. Know, of... <laughs> they're, the same, they're, the, they're the same. And that's what they're we need same, to yeah. do is we have to right. look at it in exactly the same way. <laughs> you know, you're, you're coming in and you're going out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how do we want to do that? And how do we want to set that up for the most beautiful honoring Right. And and personal experience for everyone involved. Yeah. And knowing I, goes a long way. Yeah. I, I also think that if you start this at a much younger age, is mm -hmm. that um, you can change your ideas, you can change the thoughts. But if you have these conversations and mm -hmm. one of the things that was brought up to me when I was talking to somebody was, well, what happens if they die in an accident? Mm -hmm. um, well, the thing is, if you've had these conversations, if they've been put into place, if you know what's happening, then the people left behind only have to deal with the, the, their, their grief about the accident, not all the other stuff, because that's, they know what you wanted. They yeah. know um, all that's been put in place. So right. what the, the, then you can have the joy and the love and the, uh, the, the sadness and accept mm -hmm. it all without the worry of all the other stuff, all the other shit that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. So what if we don't know? Like, you don't know what you don't know, right? And I think that mm. it can be a real slap in the face and a real shock at a time when that's the last thing you need. Like, I'm going through all this and now I have to deal with what? I have to decide yeah. what? I have to know about what? Yeah. So what are some of those things that we don't know that we don't know? What kind of well, things? There, I mean, there's all, there's all the red tape and paperwork. Yeah, which, yeah. That most of us don't know about, quite frankly. It's very shocking. No, no it is. And it, I mean, I I got hit with that when a friend of mine um, died, and I was dealing with everything, and she had no will, and mm. I didn't know what you did. I've done. I did all the emotional support with her, but I'd right. never done any of the other stuff. And then I realized, oh my gosh, you got to let the government know. You've got to send in your passport. You've got to do this. You've got to um, see if there is a will. If there isn't a will, you've got to phone all the people that you owe money to. I mean, there's so many of the which you don't want to be dealing with 
because you want to be processing your emotions about the actual death. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things, and that's one of the things that did come out of the doula course that you can do is there is a list of things that you have in place so mm-hmm. that when the person dies, like when my mother died, I had a little book, I opened it up and I had all the things I had to do. Mm-hmm. So there was no running around worrying about that. We could actually all sit around and have a wonderful, um, I mean, I have to say her death was probably one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we could do yeah. that because we didn't have to worry about, and that's something that people can, you can find out. There's websites you can go on to that will tell you all this, the, the, the paperwork, the red tape yeah. that has to be followed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, really important and well worth it to just do that to Mm -hmm. really do that and do that together with the people that are going to have to deal with it and it there doesn't have to be anything macabre or or dark about it it's it is actually one of the kindest and most loving things to do well i I I mean as i said my parents and i had a good giggle and laugh about it (laughs) lay on the bed pretending to be dead while i found all the paperwork (laughs) of course you did it reminds me we have a a dear family friend oh my goodness like dear family friend and (laughs) uh years ago I mean this was probably a decade or two ago now uh she was getting on in her year she was approaching I don't know 80 90 and she was just one of those characters, you know, those characters that there's just not a lot of those characters sometimes in life. They are just amazing. And she was one of them. And she decided one day that she didn't want to be dead for her funeral. She wanted to enjoy the thing. And so she held a, she held a party that was essentially her funeral. And she wanted to know what you were going to say. And she wanted to be involved. And it was just bizarre and wonderful and such a memory such a memory but that but that is you can look back at that and everybody can and say what a wonderful thing and then she 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 literally did it the way she wished to yes Um, which is really what you're the biggest advocate of is hey oh do this consciously and do this how you want yes yeah, I mean, like, and that's one of the things. I mean, you need to know all the different choices out there for how you know how you wish to end your life, how you wish it to. to I'm not, and I'm not saying that you can't be sad, you can't be angry if you're that. You can't, but it's just taking those emotions and accepting them and thanking them and then letting them move on, mm-hmm. so you can then embrace all those other emotions that are love mm-hmm. and joy and life and. And peace. I mean, one of the things I do say is that um, when I became a death doula, it gave me a new lease on life. (laughs) Love it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, talking about it with the people in your life and understanding all the choices you have are important. And it's more important than we think by the sounds of it. And what I'm hearing most from you is we, it's a weird thing to think about in this way, but why don't we give it a try? I mean, we can be scared of our deaths. We can be resistant. We can be in denial. It's going to happen anyway. So 
one of the things I love, it. it's probably not going to stop it as much as you might try. One of the things yeah. I love about you and your approach is you you're giving, you know, this kind of permission by shedding light that you you can have fun with it without making light of it. Mm. It can be sacred. It can be um beautiful. I love how you describe your mom's pa- I mean, uh, yeah, you know, one of the most beautiful experiences ever. I had a similar one with my grandfather who who passed um in his home at his favorite window surrounded by his whole family, which is similar to your mom's experience, yes, in her home yeah. surrounded by her whole family. What an incredible, beautiful experience mm. for everybody. Um the practicing, <laughs> I love your parents, the practicing. <laughs> We'll just pretend to be dead on the bed and you just show us <laughs> yeah. what gaps would need to be filled here, what you know what to do, or or my friends holding her old funeral. I mean, there are ways to go about this that are so different than I think anything that has really been there for people in the past. It's a yeah. it's an opportunity to do things in a really um special way that's that's uniquely special and meaningful to you. Fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. It's also that everybody has their own way that they want to approach it and look at it. And nobody's wrong. You know, we're all... uh, Also, I guess one of the things that I have a big thing about is being able to have these conversations with not just you and I and not just people who are older and not even people that are dying, but with young children, with Mm. young people, so that it's a part of their life. Um, so mm-hmm. they all they they're not um, scared when it happens. Um, right. They're not uh, shocked. I mean, yeah. some people don't even realize what death is. Right. Um, and these are all conversations that we need to be having from almost from day one right through, so that we're also aware of how, as we grow and change, how we may wish to grow and change in the way that we want our our lives to end. Mm. Mm. So it really, it normalizes it and makes Mm. it part of the everyday fabric of life from the beginning. And I think it also gives a certain, like, I'm, you know, (laughs) with my kids, uh, we have a line in our house. I always, whenever they come with something, I always say, you know, the secret to life. And they say, yeah, 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 I know, I know. It ends. That's right. It ends. (laughs) So so let's... (laughs) That's the secret. <laughs> Let's look at it from various viewpoints. And I think it's very empowering. I think it's very enlivening, actually. And I think it's also very clarifying. It helps you respect time. It helps you um, deepen your presence and your ability to really be present in the in the in the minutes and hours and days and years that that you're here, which which lends a, a completely different quality to just that, your quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's your quality of life and your quality of death. Um, mm. It's, mm. Uh, it's also, I, I don't think what we're trying to say to people is to give in to death. Um, yeah. We're just saying accept it. Yeah. You know, it's something that is going to happen to everybody one day. Yeah. What we can change is how we perceive it and how we look at it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what results are you ultimately seeking for people when you're encouraging them to look at death this way and 
have conversations about death? I think what I'm hoping is that um, that it gives a voice to everybody. Um, I'm not going to go out and practice this. It's not who I am. Um, mm. I actually had a very, very hard time with the course because of issues that they brought forth and mm-hmm. also because it's something that I feel so strongly about, and but it's not something that I want to make a living at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's And I'd like it just to become an organic, flowing conversation that everybody has. That's what mm. I want to see. <laughs> mm. And so what I'm really hearing is, is respect. So mm. let it be, and by respect, I mean, respecting your choices and your options mm. and holding and shining light on what all those available ways are. Absolutely. And also being able to say the word death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as uh, somebody I love very, very dearly said when my mother died, said, mm-hmm. she's dead, 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 dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> yeah, it was our Monty Python de- uh, moment. Yeah, you know. got um, it. But it yeah. was just, a, a, it, it's these things we have about these words. Um, and it's not a bad negative word. And that's what I want to see. I want to see it out there as being perceived in a in a light. Mm. You know, it reminds me, funnily enough, it reminds me a little bit of the samurai and the idea around a good death and what that meant for them in, in the sense that we can all sort of have this idea about how we want to exit understanding that yes of course sometimes these things happen like the accidents or the disease that takes us but if we if we have these conversations ahead of time no matter how the exit actually goes if we don't get to plan necessarily that you know that home death surrounded by family consciously leaving i mean that's one version much like birth but you can mm-hmm. still intend for that you can still take the pieces of it that are important and apply it no matter what happens however fast or slow expected or shocking would you agree with that important absolutely that's that and that is very important yeah Um, and that that's why if we have these conversations at younger ages that 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 that's all filled it that's done yeah you know yeah okay uh I get that. I respect that very much. And I I appreciate it a lot. And I can see the benefit of it for everybody involved. But especially, I mean, I, I have family members who are so terrified of death and grew up terrified of old age, illness, death, that they, they can't, they, they can barely talk about it. They change the subject. The moment it comes up, uh, they have a very hard time uh, going into hospitals, although they will, you know, but it's, uh, you can tell <laughs> that it's, uh, mm-hmm. the shaking and, and the, oh, the, the resistance, they are terrified of death and do not want to talk about it because talking about it is akin to, uh, I guess, embracing it in their lives and coming to terms that it's going to happen. And I find actually that the death itself is one thing, but many, many people associate death with pain. Mm-hmm. 
Do you come across that? Have you come across that? Um, a, a little bit, yes. They associated either with physical or mental pain. Um, yeah. I have a little bit. Um, just to, 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 to let you know, the experience I had with that was with my brother, who mm-hmm. you couldn't even tell him if you were sick. You couldn't, when my mom was ill, we couldn't tell him. He just didn't want to know. Yeah. He just, he wouldn't respond to you for weeks if you said something was happening. Um, uh, my mother died during um, the pandemic. So we had to get them from all over the world here and we managed to get them here. And when we were all in the bedroom, you know, and they were there ready to, to prepare for her death, um, my brother was getting really upset because there were people in the kitchen that were giggling and laughing and, and having, and that's what my mother had wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she, when they administered the, the drugs and then when she, she died, mm-hmm. um, very peacefully, very beautifully, um, he got up and he looked at me and he said, that was beautiful. Mm. And it changed his perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think that if a lot of people that are scared of death have seen horrific deaths or have heard of them or have been a part of them, and that, you know, they carry. Um, and it's almost like carrying, um, uh, you know, um, trauma. It is. It's generational trauma. Um, okay. And so it's happening. To, it's trying to fix that. And that's a whole part of what I'm saying is the conversation is we may not be able to fix everybody's, but if we start doing it, by the time we get to two or three generations, yeah. we'll have part, we'll have managed to do that. Mm. Mm, what a beautiful, beautiful vision, gorgeous vision. And so impactful. On so many levels, so many levels. I, I also, oh just, just quickly, I also yeah. think this is quite quite a Western cultural. Yeah. Because okay. if you go... <laughs> yes. Because if you go to other cultures, a lot of them do embrace death. A lot of them do look at it in a, a much more, um, should I say, mm-hmm. in quote, positive light. Um, we seem to have uh, institutionalized it and Wept it under the rug uh, in Western culture. Oh, I'm gonna have to not get me started on that. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to. Oh, and we'll, we'll do that one at another time because we'll go on and on and on. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but it's true, you know. I mean, again, I'm gonna circle back to birth. I had to look yeah. at other cultures oh. to recognize that my organic natural inclination towards this thing was actually okay because where I was raised and growing up it was certainly not okay it was institutionalized as you said oh. and it didn't it didn't mesh with me at all yeah and it yeah. it um yeah I was so I was so envious of you I mean I my I, I know when my children were born in BC yeah. midwifery yeah. was still illegal yeah can you imagine um I I, I but I and then I the last time I was on the radio was on the Bill Good show because I was part of what they called the early release program at what was then Grace Hospital. Oh my gosh. In Canada. Because, oh my goodness. In Ca- okay. Because yeah. because I wanted to get out of the hospital as quickly as possible. And it was called early release. Program. It was called early release. I w- I went in, had my daughter, and left two and a half hours later back home for Chinese food. 
Um, <laughs> right. But but you're right, you know, and yeah. and you went outside of the box. You, uh, and I've got to say, and we should, we're going off on a totally different tangent, but <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing watching yeah. you yeah. and your little swimming pool and your lovely little house. That I spent 20 minutes in, but yes, oh, yeah. my beautiful husband. Yeah. But, <laughs> I just love him. And your absolutely fabulous husband. Oh. And then I was able to back out and leave, yeah. and it was just. And care but, for my but, other children, thank you very yeah. much, so I could have that <laughs> but, experience. Let's not forget that little piece. Yeah. But the whole concept is, and it's the same with the death thing, is that that was your choice. You know, and it should have been out there for everybody to have these choices. And it's the same with death. Uh, whether we want to take uh, the road of made or we want to take the road of, of whatever different roads we want to take, it should be our choice, how we wish to exit the world. Mm. Mm. Oh, Jojo. Yes, please. Yes, please. What? What a gorgeous vision, what a gorgeous intention, how important for the individual, but also for everyone involved. I mean, those choices, mm. I was able to have the people around me that understood, that care, to have the community there that I uh, that I wanted and needed and have it be what was perfectly aligned for me. And as it mm -hmm. turned out, because it was perfectly aligned for me, it it went the way it went. It was just wonderful. Your mom's choices. It went the way it went because it was perfectly aligned for her. It was beautiful. Yeah. And everybody got to have, of course, their experience. It's not about coercing. It's about mm. bringing understanding. It's about uh, bringing, you know, the power of conversation and choice and opening up to the possibilities. I love the story you shared about your brother. And he was allowed to have his everything through it. But how wonderful at the end that he went, oh, oh, that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And how wonderful that actually, I did want to circle back to that because one of the important things, especially when you're speaking about bringing this to the younger, the younger generation or population, right, as it were, as we're looking a few generations out into the future and healing generational trauma around this is the idea that it's okay to respond in all these different ways when it goes down, when death happens. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay. All of these things, I think, absolutely to be spoken to ahead of time. Because I know people uh, that are quite shocked and have opinions, <laughs> you know, and not necessarily helpful ones in the moment when they find yeah. themselves giggling hysterically, right? And so, yeah or crying uncontrollably or being rageful. I mean, all of these things, I, I, I'm always a big advocate, as you know, of just talk about it. Just be, what was that yeah. book you and I were going to write 20 years? Just tell the yes. truth. This is actually we what's happening. Tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Yeah. One day we'll get there. We'll get One there. Day. Um, One day. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to, uh, I was going to circle back to something, but it's gone now because I'm just in there. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. No worries. Um, yeah. Really important, sweetie. Okay. Just, I, just a couple more things. You know, I think that 
even just speaking to this the way we are and bringing light, I sincerely hope that you, dear listener, if you felt drawn to this, if if you're here with us as I, I feel you to be, that it's inspiring for you, that it's it's empowering for you, that it's insightful, that it ignites and opens up possibilities, yes, but also maybe things that we don't deem so important when we're living our day-to-day life. Like sometimes we just, we don't pause to think about how we want to exit. We don't pause to think about who will be affected. We don't pause to think about what we can put in place now for many, many different reasons. And we don't need to to go into them all today. Just the fact that we don't is enough and that we can. And and it would be to our benefit, to everybody else's benefit that we do. I mean, that's a huge curve for most of us. And I especially love the idea of what would be meaningful and sacred for you what do you want from from the the ceremony you may want to have from the practical things you may want to take care of and who's involved in that to the conversations you might want to have or letters you might want to write or ideal uh things that you want around you or with you or how you want your body taken care of what i, I mean music i mean all of these things are really something to think about and can actually, in my experience, tell me if you agree, but it, it, it lends even more meaning to your life today. I feel like it enhances and enriches your experience of your day-to-day life today. Having thought about that and putting some, um, some intention and some, uh, some practical steps towards it, but even just thinking about it, it really enriches how I'm living today. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It feels that way to me. It really does. Yeah. No, I think you're bang on. Absolutely bang on there. Yeah. uh, Okay. I agree. Uh, one or two more questions before we begin to wrap up today. And, and you know, it's me. So answer or don't answer. <laughs> Whatever you like. But. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well. Two feet you know, we, firmly planted we... <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I really respect your choice not to go into this field. And I really respect the, 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 what do I want to call it? Some of the challenges you had with the the organization the process um that you don't want to be part necessarily of the way it's gone and the institution it's gone into and yet this has been such a passion for you and this is so alive in your life and i respect that it's not how you want to make your living and yet it's really alive in you and you are such a walking advocate and you do so much uh for so many people in this regard a couple of things i mean what do you feel, if any, are the most important truths that maybe you've noticed along your journey here that perhaps currently very few people in the death doula world, right, or institution uh, would perhaps currently agree with you on? Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> either a very difficult question to answer or very loaded. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> And you don't have to answer it, but I'm curious. I, I would suspect that there's a truth or two that you've stumbled on that maybe you in that in that organization would currently agree with you on. Uh, yeah. 
I suppose a lot of it's to do with just my outlook, first of all. Um, secondly, um, to me, this is an organic, flowing process. Um, and it's not black and white. There aren't, uh, you know, books, like there aren't paths that you have to follow. Um, I, uh, I find it very difficult when I'm told I'm allowed to do this, but you're not allowed to do that. You're allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Um, because really, this is a very personal thing between you and the person that you're working with or talking to or trying to help. And mm-hmm. so you should be able to um, touch them if you feel like it, hold them, um, tell them that it's a shitty fucking experience and I'm so sorry. Um if that's what they need, um, to let them know about things like MAID, to support them uh, if they don't want to do certain So these are the things that um, I was told I couldn't say certain things, and I was told I could. And that's when I started to step back and go, no, this is uh, uh, be- becoming, uh, it's hard for me because it's something that so, so passionate with me. It's something I'm so happy that the world is starting to talk about and mm-hmm. that things like people know that something there is something such as a death doula. Mm-hmm. However, I'm getting very, very frustrated and feeling like it's getting hijacked and institutionalized and uh, taxed and however one says it. So it, right. uh, I'm, I'm really torn um, with this Got one. It. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. It's hard to put a flowing organic experience into a rigid box. Mm, yes. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've checks and balances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to respond to the changing needs, which can be minute by minute, yeah. day by day. Absolutely. And it, yes. And it's hard to honor the person and the person's mm-hmm. choice and the person's experience. Um, yeah. I mean, I get that. I really get that. I but, get but that. Also, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, I was going to say, but also allowing the person to know they may yeah. have no knowledge of what's out there for them or how they right. could do things or what they would like to do. And not giving a person all their options that you have available mm-hmm. to me is, is, uh, is, is criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't want to, you give the, you give the person everything that you know and then all the knowledge you have. And if, they even can then say, I want this bit, I want this bit, I want this bit. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. There's that advocacy that I love so much about you. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness for that. Oh, my. Oh, Jojo. I adore you. I really love this conversation. And I agree with you in that I love that this is opening up in our culture, for sure, and and in our world to the extent that it is where we can have different conversations about this. We can bring this into the realm of the sacred, the normal, the right? Um, yeah. The accepting, but also the organic. I mean, really bringing it the way that you're talking about it, taking care of the practical and and the personal is so important. In those two bookends of life, <laughs> as we come in and as we go out, we go out. <laughs> so important. And I'm so grateful that you're choosing to walk your path 
the way that is most organic and aligned for you. And that you're really um, giving yourself permission, I think, to talk about it in the way that you're most passionate about and that is most meaningful to you and not feeling like you have to toe a line that doesn't that doesn't really work for you that doesn't align for you and that you're not fully behind i i really appreciate that choice and how you are just being you with it and really spreading the knowledge the wisdom the possibility the opportunity for everybody else all right, we talked about so much today, Sweet Pea. Is there is there anything you didn't get a chance to tell us today that you think we should know or or just any final thoughts you feel inspired to share before we wrap up? Um, well, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. Which is what we're saying. <laughs> but that's the whole concept is that this is the beginning. This is the opening. Uh, um, and, uh, and yeah, that's... Uh, I, no, I think that's that's really what it is. It's just this is the opening and beginning of the conversations that we can all start having, and yeah. that uh, and supporting uh, each other on this this journey that I hope will will um, come to a a wonderful uh, climax. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I want to go. All right, <laughs> well, that's, we're talking sorry. choices. I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking about that. How? How do I wish to exit this world? And I, I've had, I've, I shall say, I've had the privilege of having to do this myself at one point, um, mm-hmm. at, uh, about 12 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, somebody asked me, how do you feel? And I looked at them. It was my brother, my other brother. And I looked, looked at him and said, I feel euphoric. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I felt euphoric at the concept of embracing death. Yeah. Um, now, thankfully, and I'm actually very pleased I didn't. <laughs> yes, we all are. But yeah, you had to face it. You went but, through something yeah. where that was, yeah, that was, um, and uh, and it was, uh, uh, as I said, it was life altering. Yeah. So. Uh, mm. Mm. Oh, so. And I wish everybody, everybody out there, everybody that uh, <clears throat> just to be able to talk about this with with um acceptance love and uh may i dare say joy (laughs) yeah let's dare say joy yeah oh jojo such a fabulous conversation thank you so so much for being here with us today and for sharing your wisdom and your passion right so generously i just adore you thank you you're pretty damn good yourself <laughs> if oh, I might say, uh, thank you, dear. Thank you, thank you. All right, all right, everyone, and thank you all for being here with us today too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good, and it empowers you to start thinking about how these kinds of conversations might be of highest benefit in your own life, to yourself, yes, and to the people you love most. Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone.